if sales job isn't getting easier, you know whose fault that is? It's marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Friday, so this is our hashtag one hero episode. In these episodes, we highlight and celebrate a blog post and contributor from our community and discuss topics surrounding sales, marketing, and customer success. Here we go. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is Caitlin Lutz, and I'm so excited today because we have Justin Keller, who is the VP of Marketing at Sigster. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) So glad to have you here. So your team did something really cool last night. You guys won an ABME for the best pipeline acceleration campaign, the marketing team at Sixstart. That's pretty cool. I'm still a little bit shaky with joy from the whole thing. It was pretty amazing. Did you sleep with your award? I did not, but I'm actually having a big gold chain fitted to hold it so I can walk around with it all the time. Ooh, that's nice. That'll That'll look really good. So, you know, in this episode, I would just love to walk through your campaign, your the best pipeline acceleration campaign. Yep. And, you know, why did you win that award? What made your pipeline acceleration campaign successful? I think it was a couple of things. One, we made it super brain dead simple for the, the sales team, right? Mm, yeah. So they just kind of stayed in their flow, but we're delivering the second thing. The second reason I think we won was the right content at the right time. So the ability to kind of sense where, not even sense, like know for a fact where a prospect was in the opportunity, you know, in their opportunity stage or in their journey Mm -hmm. and deliver the content that was most relevant to them then. And thirdly, it was just kind of totally passive. Like they got to like the salesperson got to be authentic and develop a relationship and not try and force content down someone's throat. They just got to kind of focus on the relationship aspect of it and writing shotgun. So the whole thing, you know, maybe I should back up a little bit. So. The, the mechanics of how this whole thing worked, how about, so um, we use Sigster for this campaign. So without being a commercial for ourselves, are basically able to deliver targeted ads that are targeted on any number of criteria. But in this case, it was targeted off of the persona and the opportunity stage, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm selling to a marketer and I know that we are, you know, kind of very early stage conversation, the sales team is doing their thing. They're developing a relationship. But in the signature section, they're getting an ad that gets kind of very one like mar- email signature marketing 101, like very top of the funnel content. Right. And then as that opportunity develops, they get, you know, kind of, you know, the content moves down the funnel. As they move into tech valuation, they get, here's everything your IT team needs to, to know. And we start targeting the IT team with those ads too, right? So at any time mm-hmm. someone from the sales team is emailing someone from the IT team, Sixter knows that and is able to direct the right kind of content to them that's relevant to that persona at that stage. Right. So we kind of went through the entire funnel and made a matrix of opportunity stage and personas and said, okay, Mm -hmm. this is the content that this person needs to know at this time. And from that point, it was automated. So no matter what email was coming from whom at the company, they were delivering the right content, but it was in a very kind of passive, gentle way where it's like if they want to engage with it, they can. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, they're just doing what email does, which is communicate. Right. Yeah. Do you have any metrics that you can throw around or statistic? I do, and I think I'm probably going to get it wrong off the top of my head. (laughs) So it was one of those things where our sales team has grown. It's 
almost tripled over the past year. Wow. And so, you know, when you're kind of factoring in ramp time and, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, like the, that kind of will mess with your metrics, right? In spite of all that, our, our pipeline was accelerated, I think, like 15 days. So our, our deal velocity almost, almost 50% faster. Wow. I think, right? In the face of kind of having a, you know, kind of a growing sales team that we're still trying to train and get yeah. right. And that's another cool thing about it, right? Like when sales is in control of the content that sales is sharing, they don't have to be super good at knowing your entire content arsenal, right? Mm-hmm. Marketing can do what marketing is really good at and like kind of identifying the audience and delivering the right content for it. And sales just does what they do and, you know, builds relationships and sales are there kind of provide air support in a very intelligent way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not a salesperson's job to be no. a marketer. Exactly. No, they got a lot of other things to worry about. Yeah, like they need to be like, the, they're the Marines, right? They're, they're doing the one-to-one stuff, building the relationships, make, doing the networking and stuff. And um, I think the reason we were so successful with this campaign is because we took that, we took that off their plate entirely. And yeah. they didn't have to worry about what content or what they needed to deliver to kind of accelerate the pipeline. Marketing took care of that for them. Yeah, exactly. We're at the Flip My Funnel conference right now. And in Sangram's session this morning, he said that it's marketing's job to make sales job easier. And yeah. I mean, that's really what it's It totally about. is. And then the flip side of that is if sales job isn't getting easier, you know whose fault that is? It's marketing. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yes, it is. And like, yeah, like, yeah. Sa- like sales like, is defining their success on how good, like marketing, marketing's value is defined, defined by the sales team. Yeah. Right? And so it's been, it's one of those things where it's also kind of selfishly, like as a marketer trying to kind of, you know, what's the COA cover, CYA, you know, (laughs) know I don't want to use the bad word. I accidentally (laughs) said the S word (laughs) this morning in front of a thousand people. And I've, my mom's been in the back of my head. Um, So anyways, uh, they kind of see like that. This is great. Like the marketing team is delivering the right content. They don't have to worry about it. And it's mm-hmm. like, they're like, thank you, marketing team for making every email I'm sending a little more valuable. Yeah, exactly. So where did you see a need for a campaign like this one? I mean, it might yeah. seem kind of obvious, you know, we want to warm up these accounts and we want them to be served the right content. It was like, I think that especially for content marketers that are listening to this, like they're going to, they're going to feel this pain very much that, oh my God, we've got so much amazing content that is so like well-tuned to all these different stages of the funnel, mm-hmm. to all these different people. And the sales team just lets it sit there and collect yeah, dust, what right? Is it, what is it doing? Like, it's so frustrating. Yeah. You put all this work into it, right? And it's there, like, I mean, it is so, like, I mean, it's, it, content's great for lead gen and, and you know, uh, education or whatever, but it's like, I mean, it's super valuable in the sales funnel. And when the sales team's not using it, it's super frustrating, right? Yeah. So it was it kind of a born of out of a need. Not, out, I'm not throwing sales under, our sales team's phenomenal <laughs> and we're super well aligned and, and, and hey, sales team, I love you. But, you know, the ability to kind of make sure that we were maximizing the value of all of our content is really where that came from. And then, like, we really wanted to drink our own champagne um, and kind of use Sixter to its fullest capacity. And so kind of making all these integrations where we're able to know who's where and what, you know, what funnel, who they are, what Mm -hmm. company they're with, and align content to that automatically. Yeah. So what, if you could go back to the beginning of this whole pipeline acceleration campaign, what would you do differently? What mistakes do you think that you made that you would change or iterate? I think we kept a lot of our content a little bit too broad. So right now we're getting to the point where we've gotten like, I mean, I think at any given time we're running almost 400 campaigns simultaneously. Wow. And it took a while to get there, but I still want to do way more. Mm -hmm. And so I think the toughest part is like, you know, hacking up your content and making it repurposable. Like you don't want to like, 
no one's got the kind of time to spend like building out 15 white papers for specific personas, right? You kind of have like one good chunk of content and then you kind of slice and dice and turn it Mm -hmm. into other pieces, but you don't want to dilute it too much that it's not relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, kind of right sizing, like how much content do we need to make this really work? We Mm -hmm. took a little while to figure out and it ended up being less than we thought actually. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. we kept the content general enough that it applied to several audiences, but it still felt personalized to the recipient. How did you slice and dice that content? What was the strategy behind that? Or how did you decide, you know, this is the amount of content that we need for this amount of people? Or- so it was, it kind of went back to that, like that matrix, right? So we had like, you know, a list of all of our personas, like, and we only sell, I mean, there's probably five-ish total people, like maybe a little more, but in mm-hmm. our average buying committee. So we kind of know who our audience needs to be, right, to mm-hmm. effectively move pipeline, right? And then looked at all of the stages we've got, right? And mm-hmm. so I think we've got like four or five opportunity stages. And we tried to get, I mean, you know, that ends up being, you know, 20 to 30, and depending on what my math looks like, 20 to 30 dis- distinct pieces of content. And um, we didn't need that many. Right. So it doesn't take as much content as you'd think. I think the magic really happens is when you get it to the right person at the exact right time. Like, mm-hmm. I think that magical feeling is just as valuable as having it be like a precisely tailored piece of content. Yeah, exactly. And I think a good point that you mentioned earlier, too, is not just letting it sit and collect dust, because that happens with so much content. And also, you know, the world, this B2B tech world that we all live in moves really fast. But, you know, there could be a piece of content that you made three, six months ago that's still incredibly relevant, or even a year ago. You know, it's still incredibly relevant, but it hasn't been used for nine months. Totally. And I think, like, that's one of the, it's another thing. It's, like, such a waste, right? There's so much effort that goes into content, Mm -hmm. and then the shelf life is so short because you're so, like, you're done and you're on to the next thing, right? And after a while, like, you've just got a big, like, attic full of awesome content. (laughs) And it's, like, how do you go in and explore all the content you have and make it fresh all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we do, like, sometimes, like, it's just, you know, we make campaigns out of old stuff, but sometimes we just, like, you know, like, breathe new life into it. We update some stats and, like, put some new illustrations in it yeah. and treat it like it's a brand new piece of content. Um, and it works really well, right? Yeah. And most people, like, if they've read it, they've read it, they're not going to read it again, but it looks like a fresh piece to your audience. And so it looks like you're kind of constantly doing more than you actually are. Yeah. And there's also that saying, you know, you need to hear something, this is obviously probably a different context, but you need to hear something three times before you actually remember it. And so maybe they read that piece of content or listened to it or Mm -hmm. saw it or whatever, however many months ago, but they need to see it. They may, that may have completely left their mind. And if it's a really important, like if you are mapping content to a person in the stage, like unless your buying process radically changes, your selling process radically changes, Mm -hmm. Like, that's valuable for a long time, right? So mm-hmm. just kind of the ability to build it into your workflows is another thing. Like, hey, sales team, when you enter this stage, this piece of content is fire, right? This is just going to help you so much. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't need fancy tools for it. You just need to, a really good communication and, like, making the resources obviously available. Yeah, exactly. So last question I have for you is if you could give one piece of advice to anyone who is – looking to run a really great pipeline acceleration campaign, like the one that you guys did and won the ABM before, what mm-hmm. piece of advice would you get? Um, keep the momentum going. And you can't keep the momentum going just by being annoying in the email, right? Like that, <laughs> that may work, yeah. but it's not like, no one feels good about that. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the best way to keep momentum going is by keeping someone constantly excited, right? So think about like when you're watching Netflix, you're like binge watching Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. You're I like, never you're, do you, that. yeah, no, I, no, no, I don't. I mean, I, I hear, I hear the kids do this all yeah. the time, but I have you, no idea. <laughs> um, but keeping them excited for what's next, right? Mm -hmm. And leaving a little bit, like, I mean, it's tough to do when it's like, you know, and depending on what industry, you, you, industry you're in, you may or may not be lucky enough to have very interesting content. Yeah. But like sets the anticipation for the journey you're going to set them on, right? Like the buyer's journey should be a fun thing and you should be really obsessed with like every piece of the story, just like you're crafting like a really long show, take them through a journey and make it a really enjoyable process, but don't be pushy about it. Right. And so right. kind of find clever ways to sneak, you know, fun content in front of people that's helpful to your process, but also doesn't feel like, you know, you're, you're trying to force them to click on your links. And that's another thing. Don't like package up an email with five links to all the content <laughs> they're ever going to need because it's like, it's almost like a weird psychological thing. If there's one link you'll click on, if there's five links, it's like, uh, I'm not even going to get started with this, yeah, right? Like, I don't even want to look at this. <laughs> I'm not even going to crack this book, exactly. <laughs> but you opened it. No, I'm not. I deleted it. Don't worry. <laughs> well, Justin, thank you so much for, for being here on the Full My Funnel podcast. And congratulations again to the marketing team at Sigsterb for thank your you. APME. Thank you. So proud of my team. I wish they could be here with me on this and, and tell me all the stuff I got wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.